Welcome everybody, this is Dina Gilmore and I'm doing a podcast episode for the authors of When I Rise, I Thrive. So thanks for joining us, thanks for tuning in. I have with me the lovely Juliana and Jeannie. Say hi everybody. Hello. Hi there. We just did an author event in our den, which was so awesome. Great conversations. Got to sign some books and um, really inspire others who might be ready for their own journey or their own story to be shared. So, uh, Juliana, I know anyone that's read your book, I was moved by what you shared. So what would you like to share about your story and what inspired you to collaborate in that project? Well, um, so my story is called The Choice. And it is a story of um, resilience, I would say. Um, After my ex-husband's suicide, I have two daughters. They are now 16 and 17. And what inspired me, I guess, is to, to share that through trauma, we have a choice to let that trauma define us or to allow it to empower us to really step into our lives in a more authentic way. Um, Surviving a suicide for me was uh, really taking a deep dive into who I was. It made me question who I was on almost every level as a mother, a wife, a daughter, a sister, a friend. Um, even an employee, and uh, to examine the stories that I was telling myself before, during, and what about those stories was real and empowering and positive, and what about those stories could be let go um, that just didn't serve the life I wanted to lead. I guess it made me really be intentional about how I wanted to live the rest of my life. Mm. That's a powerful message. It is a powerful message. Yeah, it's a power, powerful place to be, I think, that I had never felt before. That was really the crux of the story was um, my life had just sort of rolled along. Everything was fine. I, I wrote in the story, my kids were fine. My kids are always more than fine. <laughs> but the point was we were just sort of existing, right? We were, we were surviving and, and I wanted us to be thriving. And so the choice was to really intentionally thrive. Mm. And that's a beautiful for me to hear because I've shared in multiple stories and I, I think I share in my story um, that I attempted suicide at 22 overdose. Uh, and the only reason I'm here is for a higher power. Like I knew exactly what I was doing uh, because I was miserable. And mm. to hear your part of it really gets me to be able to see what it must have been like for my mom. Mm. You know, much, what she must have went through um, when they were telling her they didn't know if they could save me, but they would try kind of thing because I was in and out of it I was not really fully coherent but I heard that and I think that for me that was a defining moment of oh my god what a huge mistake this was and I let that moment and what I was in and feeling like I had no one on my side or no one that understood me uh had me react versus taking action and say hey guys I'm feeling alienated over here you know kind of thing I could have really reached out and I didn't so I'm I'm wondering maybe if that's what your husband was going through when he Um, decided and chose to take his own life. Right. I think that that's a great point. First, um, thank you for sharing your story because your story 
really empowers people to make a choice, right? Mm -hmm. Um, When they feel, and so many people, young people, old people, it doesn't matter, are dying by suicide. And um, I think that I will never know what was going on in Jeff's mind. I believe now, after kind of coming through this journey a little bit, that he believed that this was not about, he would never intentionally hurt his children. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that he felt he was making the only decision that there was. And I have, um, through my spiritual journey the last few years, have felt what it feels like, I believe, to want to die by suicide. Mm-hmm. And, um, it is, uh, I don't, there's no words as you probably can attest to it's your life story. But, um, my daughter was, um, not necessarily questioning suicide, but she did not want to be in pain anymore after this happened. She spent about six months in bed and, um, as a parent, you know, the only thing you want to do is take away that pain, but there was nothing I could do. There was nothing I could do to help Jeff at that point, um, except for holding space to say, it is okay to feel like that. And there are ways to not feel that way and to, to take back some of that, um, control, if you will. And I mean, obviously mental health is very complex. I'm not, that is not, I'm not an expert in that field, but I think the best thing we can do is hold space and take away the shame around it. Yeah. And I think that's a stigma that's kind of attached to it anyway of, you know, if you survive, you know, I had that shame. I didn't talk about for a very long Mm -hmm. time. Um, because I was just like, you know, yeah, I was unsuccessful at it, but thank God I was because, um, one, I can share the story, but two, I really get to see the impact it made on those around me. Even my older sister and I, we're not close at all. Um, we've tried to be, but she's devout religious and I'm not, I'm very spiritual and they don't believe in, um, they think my life is a choice. I choose to be gay. Mm. I choose to live this way, uh, that it's a lifestyle. And it's really not because I've known my whole life. It was different. And coming to terms with that was a hard journey for me mm-hmm. um, and feeling like I had no one or nothing. However, um, not everyone is as fortunate as I am that I survived my own hand because I made a pact that day that I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to make an impact. Now, granted, your husband didn't get that. And I'm sorry for you that he didn't live and you don't get to share that with him or he get to grow from that. Um, so I can understand what you must be going through. Uh, Yes. I mean, um, he, I wish he was here almost every day for my kids. I mean, my daughters are amazing young women who um, are here because of him. And, um, and there was a time in my life where I would not be saying this. Um, And uh, also, I think, you know, as I write in my story, it was his choice. Mm. And the beautiful thing is that he still has impact in our lives every single day. And because he made that choice, rather than make that choice a negative, and this is, people don't like when I say this, but 
Um, rather, I look at his choice as a gift. Mm-hmm. It is the only... It is a way for us to celebrate him because we, the girls and I, um, have chosen to re-examine our lives. And I believe that I'm closer to my daughters because of his choice. And I'm definitely closer to myself because of his choice. And I will. I have changed my life 100%. And I will now impact the world in a different way because of his choice. And I choose to look at that as a gift. And why don't you do? Because while some people don't relate to that, I can see where you say that because I I say the same thing about my attempt. Um, Because it really is like a wake-up call. And it really is an opportunity that shows and speaks to your growth and what you've done especially for your daughters, you know, you knew there's more, there's still a legacy that Jeff left behind with you, you know, there's still a part of him. um, And you want to make sure that history is not going to repeat itself, which it often does. Right. And to be clear, I would prefer him be alive, right? I would prefer he never made that choice, but he did. And so I choose to look at it as a gift. Right. And that's the big difference that that speaks to where you've grown from the whole situation. Because I'm sure you probably didn't say that the first six months. After I happened. certainly did not. <laughs> right. Right. For so sure. So yeah. I, I applaud yeah. your strength. So thank you. Because I know that um, my mom is a single mom, raised two girls, uh, no help from either father. And um, I know what you went through. Mm, so yeah. I, can I have really... a lot of support. Good. <laughs> As she has a silent friend in the room supporting yes. her. Thank you, friend. <laughs> I have a, uh, you know, I have great support. My mother is amazing. Um, I have just this tribe of friends and now this tribe of authors that I've met through this experience. And, you know, you said this earlier, it, it's the, it really does truly take a village. Um, and um, I'm really grateful for that. So uh, we're grateful yeah. for you. The story wouldn't be the same without yours. So I appreciate you being so candid and sharing what you went through with Jeff and being willing to be open. And and you too. You too. Sharing that story helps people, Um, you know, that you are happy that you're here is a really great story and a great message. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, So anybody wants to check out Juliana's story, uh, Juliana Nelson, she's on page 150 of uh, When I Rise, I Thrive by As You Wish Publishing. So thanks so much for taking the time and being with us. And she's got to go kiddos to attend to. So uh, we'll let you part from here. Awesome. And thank you so much for being here. Thanks for the opportunity. You're welcome. I certainly enjoyed it. Good. Good. And so I've still got with me Miss Jeannie Church. And what's awesome about Miss Jeannie, she's also in the book with me. Um, and today is a very special day because today is her birthday. <laughs> Hi, Jeannie. Hi. Hi, birthday girl. Jeannie, Hi, you, <laughs> you can find her story. It's called Severed Parts on page nine of uh, When I Rise, I Thrive. So, but thanks for spending your birthday with me. Of course. Where else would I be? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yay. How was the event for you today? That was so much fun sharing that with you. Oh, it was incredible. It, it, really, it really was um, incredible to share in a in more intimate way and talk about it and have a Q&A it was really 
just the best way to ring in year 51 on the planet. Yay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited to hear you say that. Yes. Well, and everybody loved you guys and having you guys here. So I was so excited that you said yes. You were a yes to it. Um, But the fact that it is your birthday and you chose to still say yes. What it's, I couldn't, I I really meant it when I said, I can't imagine anywhere else I would be today. This is, you know, one of the things that I, keep hearing from all the other authors at least and some some version of the ones that I'm interacting with um, and you know I've said this multiple times um, it is such uh, been such an extraordinary opportunity to have your story shared heard and to be seen in such a way that um, when you're ready for that and you're healing and you're he- go as you go through stages of healing for whatever a life event happens it's it's extraordinary to finally be seen and witnessed mm-hmm. in in the fullness of your healing. It really is. And that's what and that's really what, you know, this book represented for me and this chapter that I wrote and being part of the whole community and then today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so thank you. Ah, you're welcome. Yeah. I was it was really neat to see and be uh, up on stage with all you guys and have Kira, our publisher, our amazing publisher, uh, via satellite to join us and to share the news. So part of what she shared, if you're listening, is um, the next project with Azuish Publishing is called Inspiration or Inspirations? Inspirations. It, inspirations Plural. with the S on the end. Um, she's looking for a total of 100 authors because she wanted to do a big book project. So this is the book. Uh, it's going to be 100,000 pages. So no, not a ten thousand. No, really. Well, a hundred authors, thousand words a piece. I can't even That's imagine. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I got my math on this. Don't quote me on this. Um, y'all can do the math on the other end. <laughs> but a hundred authors, a thousand words a piece. Um, I think that's a hundred thousand words. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. A hundred thousand words. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yes. Um, this is her big project, yes. and uh, she's looking for other authors that would like to join us. So if you're listening to this, and whether you're a writer or not, if you have a story that wants to be told, or you would like to tell a story, um, you can reach out to Kira. It's uh, asyouwishpublishing.com or Kira K Y R A at asyouwishpublishing.com. And you're always more than welcome to reach out to me or anyone from the podcast club. The group, but um, the best way is to reach her directly. She's also all over Facebook, as you wish, publishing, and really send her a message, connect with her. She loves everybody who wants to contribute. So she wants so many different voices in this thing, it's not even funny. Um, but this is a dream of hers come true, and I happen to be part of this project, and hopefully, Jeannie will too. Thinking about it, yeah. I'm almost there. The wheels are turning. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So if you'd like to be part of this project, she really wanted to bring this to Red Rocks Community College and give you guys the opportunity. So for our dedicated listeners on the other end, um, definitely reach out to Kira Schaefer. And again, you can find her on Facebook or you can just uh, get on our website directly, asyouwishpublishing.com. So I hope to share some pages with you as I hope Jeannie will submit as well. She may. She may. Plug, plug. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, yeah, it'll be the third uh, publication with her. Yeah. So, which would be really exciting. And then it'll be the fourth for me. So I love this journey Um, and what she's provided, the vessel, the village she is creating around being seen and sharing your voice. It is incredible. It's a real, it's a, it is for anyone who thinks they're shy or relates to themselves, like they shouldn't be seen or they shouldn't be heard or they're not good enough or there's any self doubt. 
This is the perfect venue, the perfect place to explore um, dipping your big toe in the water mm -hmm. and actually expressing yourself in a way that you never have before. Yeah, and then even if you are not like you're afraid to edit your own stuff or you said you're not a good editor or any of the thoughts that you might be coming up against, you don't have to be. They, She has an editor. You can also use Grammarly. Put your stuff in there. Word document. Make you your friend do it. Spell check it. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, I have many of my friends go, can you read this? <laughs> my poor best friend, Renee. Oh, my gosh. I think she proofreads everything. And then my other friend, Lisa, uh, she has proofread everything because she was a journalism major and a fantastic writer that is still considering to join. But, um, you know, it's all on your own journey mm -hmm. and all yeah, your own time. Your own good time. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Great mind. Yes. <laughs> um, so definitely. Well, my story is on page 141 in the book. Um, our bookstore is selling it and they're having a special right now, 20% off for the author event that we've had. So feel free to go buy the book and um, we'll sign some copies for you. So um, in fact, maybe we'll go down there and pre-sign some copies so that you have some of those uh, in the book. If you'd like to go down to the bookstore, look for Brian or Cody or any of those people that are in the Red Rocks um, Barnes and Noble bookstore. So anything else that you want to share about your story or what um, inspired you to take on this journey? Mm, yes. And really the first thing that inspired me, it was an external inspiration from Dina, from Dina Faye Gilmore. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I inspired you. Uh, you did. You always do. And, and it was the invitation. It was it, that original invitation. And the way the invitation is given is like, you're supposed to do this. Mm. And it made me realize that I'm supposed to go past the fear or the trepidation of being fully seen. Yeah. And fully seen by other authors who I might, in the past, I would have compared myself to. Other women I would compare myself to and not measure up to in some way. Those kinds of things have been wiped out. Oh, Those good. kinds of thoughts are not part of my repertoire anymore. They cannot be. Good. So if if there's any anyone out there who deals with any of those kinds of thoughts, accept the invitation that Dina is even offering today on this podcast. It's an opportunity to um, to work with and practice other thoughts, right? And and have another experience. Uh, so that inspired me tremendously, and it and it um, what do you call it fulfilled? Like mm. if the inspiration was fulfilled. Oh, awesome. And and then some, hmm. really and truly. It also made me, um, it gave me the opportunity to see that I'm really, you know, my story is about divorce, and, um, and it really gave me the opportunity to see, and I've been divorced three times, and the third one was the most devastating. It really, um, it was supposed to be. So the third one was supposed to be more devastating. And um, so that I could do some deeper work uh, for myself and with myself. Uh, but it enabled me to see that I have no more animosity, no more anger, hatred, bad thoughts, um, blaming, any of that um, for my former husband. And so being able to really heal that has been um, an ex a gift I didn't see coming from just, you know, writing this chapter, this small chapter, was mm. being able to really be responsible for my whole life. 
including that episode. And that's beautiful because I know that's one reason I became really vulnerable and shared that because I used to make myself wrong that I tried to take my own life or that I'm gay or, you know, all these things that were things that happened in my life. Yeah. And it was really a matter of just standing in my power going, okay, you may have this, uh, you know, perception of me or you may have this thought about me or whatever. That's really none of my business because I'm still out here to make an impact. I'm playing out on the field. I spent way too many years playing on the sidelines because I didn't want to make a mess or I didn't want to disappoint others, or I didn't want to look stupid or silly, or all those things, all those stories that are wrapped up in all that. And um, I really had to move beyond that. So every time I've done a story for Kira's um, company, Mm -hmm. I got to do a little bit more healing. And it it opened the door and invited in even more healing. Um, And I didn't expect that. So that was a happy, happy um, after effect of being able to do that. (laughs) So I'm really grateful for these opportunities and being able to speak my voice and make it a difference. Even if it's one person, I don't care because I made that pack the day that I woke up from overdosing. It was like almost 18 hours later um, that it was an act of God. I know for sure uh, that I wasn't done. My journey wasn't finished, even though I tried to finish it. uh, A higher power was like, yeah, you just think it is. It's not. And I'm so, so glad because I never would have gone to go back to college, which was my biggest dream was to work for Walt Disney. I gave all that up because I believed in the stories that I couldn't make it. And so um, I I was able to basically kind of go back into that and correct that. So I'm so excited that I got to do that. But um, thanks so much for spending your birthday with me and for being on the panel Coming to my college and getting to share this journey. Oh, absolutely. My total 100% complete pleasure. And happy birthday Thank to you. you. Happy Thank birthday you. to you. <laughs> happy birthday, dear Jeannie. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, you guys have been listening to When I Rise, I Thrive. This was the book author event on the Red Rocks Community College Lakewood campus. It's Thursday, April 4th. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen. Please let your voice be heard. Know that you're not alone. You have community in us. And if anything, just reach out to Kira and see if you are willing to tell your story. And we back you up on that. So thanks for listening. Sending much love, much healing, and blessings your way.